five, four, three, two. Hey, I'm Natalie. I'm a forensic scientist currently living in Lincoln, Nebraska, whose dream is to be on reality TV. And I'm Cersei. I'm a writer, comedian, and performer, which is a really fancy way of saying I'm unemployed. Recently, we started rewatching that Carly and, and realized, realized we had a lot to say about it. it. So, we, we made, made a podcast. podcast. You guys, some vicious rumors are circling about me on the internet. I didn't start them. But I won't end them. A fake friend. Alert. Here. (laughs) Your Honor. She's standing right in front of me. (laughs) You guys, people are saying that I had to take a nap before we recorded this episode. She did, in fact. It might be true. I can neither confirm nor deny that (laughs) I had to take a nap in the afternoon, early evening. It's just funny because she calls me old. And yet she is the one who is taking a full-blown nap before we record this podcast. You guys, I never claim to be a millennial. I never claim to be Gen Z. I've only ever identified as a boomer, and I think I'm living up to that. You know? (laughs) Not even a boomer, just literally old. (laughs) I'm the greatest generation. (laughs) Episode four, almost a month into this. Can you believe it? I can't. A whole month of living, (laughs) breathing, eating, sleeping, and podcasting about iCarly. There is not a day that goes by where I'm not doing something iCarly related. No, this is quite literally my full-time job. (laughs) Like, I'm not even a forensic scientist anymore. I'm just a podcaster. (laughs) Well, I'm unfortunately still unemployed, so... I'm so sorry. I thought that this would help, but I guess not. (laughs) (laughs) So it's episode four, season one. For some reason on Netflix, it's episode two. Uh, You know, we don't know what all that is, but it's happening. This episode is titled, I Like Jake. It aired on September 22nd, 2007. And, you know, I'm not going to make a 9-11 joke, but 9-11 is still funny. (laughs) The director is Steve Hofer who we've discussed before. He did Victorious, iCarly, children's content. And the writer is Dan Schneider, a.k.a. Dan the Predator. I think that's what we should nickname him. (laughs) So in this episode, Jake Crandall, one of the ooeyest, gooeyest, sexiest boys at Ridgeway Middle School, and apparently high school because the set never changes as they get older, breaks up with his girlfriend, and all the little thoughts of the school want a piece of him. And Carly thinks that's what she's going to get when she invites him to be on the titular iCarly <laughs> to perform some music. But during rehearsal, Jake is actually like Paolo from the Lizzie McGuire movie and cannot fucking sing for shit. And Carly has to use her sex appeal to convince Freddie to digitally enhance his voice like T-Pain on SNL that one time. <laughs> what do you mean that one time? Well, you know the when the auto-tune failed and it, like, kind of ruined his career? Well, T-Pain can sing without auto-tune. But that still ruined his career. He literally won Mass Singer. Okay. Because he sings without auto-tune. The only people who watch the Masked Singer are people who live in places like Nebraska. Uh, Kristen, who listens to this podcast, would not like that shout-out that you're about to tell her. 
Because Kristen is a devout fan of Mass Singer. And I think that you're just a hater. Anyway, I love T-Pain, so don't talk shit on my man like that. I never claimed to not be a hater. I'm the biggest hater. I've hated everything before I loved it, okay? I'm moving on because I cannot tolerate any more T-Pain slander right now. So we're starting the episode cold open. We're (laughs) at the school, of course. And Sam and Carly are at their lockers. And Sam says to Carly, you know what I hate? And Carly's like, mornings? (laughs) (laughs) Sam is like, yep, you got it. (laughs) Like, Why the hell is Sam on time to school? I thought that was strange. <laughs> Little I, capital T. I thought it was strange. We only talk like that now where it's little I <laughs> and then whatever we want to say. It's like all caps. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so Sam is seen opening her locker and Carly's really confused about it because it isn't her normal locker. But Sam opens this locker and shows Carly a poster of herself, like, pointing, saying, that's, like, my locker, in big caps underneath it. And I thought that the poster reminded me of, like, you know, um, the Uncle Sam, like, pictures, where it's, like, we want you. Yeah, patriotism propaganda. Yes, (laughs) so I think it's, like, literally a play on one of those, like, posters. Oh my god, Um, and her name is Sam. Auntie Sam! (laughs) Oh, I didn't even think of that. That's so funny. Yes. Yeah. Auntie Sam. (laughs) Patriotic legend. (laughs) The founder of the United States, Auntie Sam. (laughs) It's funny because Uncle Sam, like, had nothing to do with the founding fathers. No. (laughs) But... Sam, what's her name? It's not Jenkins. What's her fucking name? Pucket. How do you not know her name? You identify with her so much. It's Pucket. Where the fuck did I get Jenkins from? I have no idea. But also, this is most definitely the locker she had in the last episode. When Gibby was like, that's your locker. Yes, yes. Okay, so we kind of mentioned it in the beginning, but... It's actually because the show was produced in a different order than the way it was aired. And that's why the locker jump doesn't make any sense. But, um, because, like, based on the last episode, the I Dream of Dance, that's already her locker. But in the way that Netflix shows it, that's the production order. So they don't have the locker jump. So. So is Netflix, like, actually right on what the order should be? So, they're, like, right, but they're wrong. So, it's in the way that it was produced, and there's, like, some jumps in it because they decided to air the episodes in a different way than the way that they had produced them. Yeah. So... this nixes our last theory where I was, like, it looked like Freddy was getting bigger and smaller and bigger and smaller. But also, there's something that might be about that in this episode, too. Yes. We'll get into that later. But... A little fun thing I wanted to dive into are the pictures in Sam's locker that we see. So we see her little poster, right, of her pointing and saying that that's her locker. Auntie Sam. (laughs) We see Miss Auntie Sam. We want you to go to war for this nation. (laughs) But 
the pictures, the other pictures that we see in her locker, there's only a few, um, but the two that we can see beside the poster, besides the poster, are actually two of the band members of Fallout Boy. Stop. <laughs> yeah. So it's Andy Hurley in the bottom right, and then Joe Troman in the top left. When she goes for the underground fucking band members? Yes. So it's uh, from some pictures of the back of one of their albums. I forget the exact album that it is, but it's like on the back of the CD cover. It's like like cut out pictures from that. I think it's like Into the Night is the album. Infinity on High. That's Yes, Infinity on High. Hold on, yes. can I tell you something? I don't think you what? know this about me. My first concert was when I was nine years old. I went and saw Fall Out Boy. And then my second wow. concert was when I was ten years old. I went and saw Fall Out Boy. They're my all-time favorite band. They're from Chicago. They're from Evanston. She said, I'm quirky. I listen <laughs> to underground music. Anyway, no. Miss Sam, Miss Auntie <laughs> Sam over here. Another Fall Out Boy stan. <laughs> Um, things are just I am falling. Sam. Yeah, it's just I coming together Sam. how you guys are the same. But yeah, so there's, we'll see it in like later episodes where we, she doesn't have the poster of herself in there, but there's the rest of the Fallout Boy like band in there too later on. And you can kind of see them behind the, the poster sticking out, but the only two that we can clearly see are Andy and Joe. So that was my fun little like Easter egg that I found. Wait, stop. Can I give another Fall Out Boy fact? No. I have Joe's guitar pick from one of the times that I saw them. I was really close, and their manager gave me his guitar pick. Okay, ho. (laughs) I was 10. I was 10 years old. I said what I said. All right, anyway. So Carly's confused about how Sam got this locker, right? And so Sam pretty much explains this whole thing that happens, that she traded lockers with this kid named Arthur Gradstein. Carly's like, why would he want her locker since her locker was in between these two big sweaty wrestlers that fight all the time? And then Sam explains that he didn't actually want it. She actually made Freddie take her locker and Arthur took Freddie's. So we got like two minutes into the episode and <laughs> we already have Sam Toxic Sam Counter toxic. One. And... A fun fact for this, too, is I thought it was really weird that they had, like, this character have this whole, like, specific name. And I looked it up, and Arthur Gradstein is actually one of the writers on iCarly. That's fun. Yeah, so they, like, put that little tidbit in there. So, but I just want to know, like, why is Freddie allowing this? Like, I know we kind of talked about it the last episode, but, like, this dude needs to fucking set some boundaries with Sam because... He's getting the shit kicked out of him for no reason. But it's, like, weird because sometimes he, like, doesn't take it. Like, sometimes he's not a little bitch and he, like, actually stands up to her and, like, screams back. But yeah. But then, like, randomly he'll just be, like, suffering at her hand. Right, and it's, like, this is a whole locker. Like, she can't just, like, I guess she could pick the lock, actually. I mean, I wouldn't put that past her, but... <laughs> Like, a locker is a lot more difficult of a thing, and it's not like the two of them just switched. It was, like, a three-way trade. Yeah. So, like, it was a lot more complicated. So, Freddie had to kind of know and be aware that this was happening and be somewhat okay with it. Like, come on, Freddie. Fucking stand your ground. 
don't say those words. Well, speaking of Freddie being on the ground, (laughs) he is like sitting on the fucking ground at this bottom locker in between these two like big like older guys. Like they're definitely not the same age as the rest of them. (laughs) And they're like fighting like typical men, of course, you know, typical middle school i'm gonna put that in quotes middle school because they're definitely older they're screaming and punching and like banging on the lockers over fucking freddie and he's like trying to get them to quiet down he's like hey um could you guys like maybe stop please and they're like shut the fuck up and so they continue to fight by doing like a a hug (laughs) like they just, like, embrace each other with yeah. Freddy in between them. <laughs> yes! It's like a bear hug with the three of them <laughs> and him, like, in the middle. It makes no fucking sense. And Freddy is, like, screaming, right? And he's like, guys, stop. You're squishing my sack. Lunch. <laughs> <laughs> my sack lunch (laughs) and then they all like fall to the ground together and they're like wrestling on top of freddy like it's so fucking weird and freddy is just screaming for his life suffering and neither of the boys are doing anything to ease his troubles and folks this is why you have to have a safe word Everyone needs to be consenting to the shenanigans. This is why Freddie was so stressed out is because he's usually into, like, the degradation kinks and all of that, but, like, he's not being heard. His safe Wait. words are not being heard. It was him getting this shitty locker part of the degradation that he agreed to with Sam. Everything that he, like, does with Sam is part of the degradation king. That's why he didn't stand up for himself. He was like, I accept this as my punishment, Dom. I am your sub. I will I will have this shitty locker for you, my queen. He was also probably, like, low-key hoping that the wrestlers would, like, beat the shit out of him, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was he, like, like dangling his little, like, handkerchief? Like, oh, I'm a little damsel in distress. Will someone by the name of Carly please come save me? Yes, so clearly Carly got the little message that he was a damsel in distress. <laughs> because Carly runs over to the rescue and she tells the guys that they're giving away free meat in the parking lot. So the guys are fucking pumped and they scream, protein, and then scream away. Like, I mean, run away. <laughs> scream and run. <laughs> and she's like, Gives him a hand and tries to help him up. And it's like, you know, Freddy's little heart is just like fluttering away. <laughs> like his princess just came to save him. And he's so elated right now. Not even like, he's not even the princess. Like the princess <laughs> came to save the night. <laughs> we love switching up gender roles here. Um, It's called feminism. Read about it. <laughs> Freddy, king of feminism. <laughs> So, before the princess actually saves the night, (laughs) a girl comes sprinting over to Carly to tell her that Jake Crandall and his girlfriend broke up, and Carly immediately drops Freddy and runs over to Sam 
and the circle of girls, like, freaking the fuck out about Jake being single. I thought his name was literally Jake Randall, and then it was actually Jake Crandall, like, K-R-A-N-D-L-E. Well, why would you think it was Randall? They said it, like, Jake Crandall. But I thought it was just, like, the K running into the next word, because Crandall does not sound like a real fucking last name. So, like, I kind of looked into it and, like, tried to figure out if this was, like, a real last name or not. And the only Crandall that I found was a guy named Adam Cranler. Cranler. <laughs> was a guy named Adam Crandall. Adam Sandler. <laughs> Adam Sandler's <laughs> evil twin, Adam Crandler. <laughs> so this guy named Adam Crandall, who tours with Australian circuses... And is obsessed with monkeys, as I discovered, like, going through his Instagram. And then this other guy named Erwin Crandall, who works for the IRS. Those are the only Crandalls that I could find on the whole entire internet. Like, this is not a real name. Okay, you went, like, really deep into this because I literally just thought it was, like, a Kris Kringle joke. <laughs> like, that's the only thought I had about his name. Like, I didn't put a second of other thought back. <laughs> How would that be a Kris Kringle joke? Like, is he Santa? Like, what's the correlation? What's the correlation between him and a guy who's in the Australian circus? They have the same last name. They could be related. <laughs> I don't know about that. So could him and Kris Kringle. Kris Kringle had to run away, hide away to the North Pole. Maybe he has a hidden son. And it's Jake Crandall, the hottest guy in the school. <laughs> she's... she's like, how old are you, 26, and she still believes in Santa? I wish First I was like First of all, that. I'm 25. <laughs> you guys, she's actually 28. <laughs> Says the one who took a nap before this. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I needed my beauty rest, okay? <laughs> but I also love how excited Carly gets when she finds out that this guy is single because it truly took me back to my youth. Like, I fully miss feeling this passionately. Like, this passionate obsession with boys because now like all romantic interests just lead to utter disappointment (laughs) I miss the bliss of excitement where you liked a guy and you you still thought he might be cool he might be fun like he might be great but you were like like talking about him he had like a nickname and everything it was like pure excitement like oh my god blue shorts texted me oh my god (laughs) oh my god blue shorts and his girlfriend broke up (laughs) we actually have a chance now (laughs) but now it's like you meet like someone that you think you might like and you're just like he definitely has mommy issues just just the way the way he expects me to like clean up after him like he definitely like has issues with his mother they're way too close he definitely has plaid sheets yeah (laughs) (laughs) disgusting flannel sheets (laughs) but I would like meet guys all the time and then I would slowly just be like I would meet guys like all the time because I was like really hot like I had like a lot of guys at my disposal okay like they were she did get a guitar pick at 10 years old so we know she's a hoe Uh, yeah um (laughs) sexualizing me as a child how Dan Schneider of you honestly very on brand podcasting about this is it's rubbing off on me (laughs) (laughs) but like slowly (laughs) I would like try to find out their political opinions and like the like men just always have the worst opinions like the worst political opinions they'd be like yeah I I don't believe in feminism I call them females (laughs) 
females be like, I want respect, but oh, they're not going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> so Sam, like the lesbian that she is, she is very yes. confused as to why all the girls are freaking out about having a slight chance that one of them could possibly date him. Um, all the girls just scream in response to her question, and Sam is literally just, like, standing there. Because she doesn't it's, get it because she's a lesbian. It's not even just her demeanor that is, like, lesbian <laughs> pointing. Her fucking outfit is so fucking queer. It's fucking gay. It should be in the dictionary for how to dress like a lesbian. Like, she's wearing these loose-ass khaki pants, a deep olive, like, like, little loose t-shirt, and, like, this weird forest green, like, khaki material vest. Like, I'm gonna start dressing like this in 2021 to try to, like, get more people to realize that I'm gay. Because I feel like I'm too femme-presenting, and I seem like... I seem like a heterosexual, but if I just keep mimicking Sam, eventually people will understand, like, I'm gay. Somebody will get the hint. They're like, oh, okay, she's a lesbian. I get it. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I might be bisexual. We don't know. We don't know. That's not confirmed. Nobody knows. Not even me. Nobody knows. No. (laughs) But that's fine. It's fine. (laughs) If anyone wants to experiment, my phone number is one two two four. I'm sitting right here. That's <laughs> insane. That's crazy. Uh, anyway, guys, I'm quitting the podcast. Here's my formal resignation. We've gotten a divorce. Females be upset as fuck. <laughs> um, speaking of them being creepy. <laughs> Sam and Carly are literally just lurking over Jake at the bottom of the stairs. Like, they're at the top and they're lurking. He's at the bottom. Um, This is the first glimpse that we get of Jake Crandall himself. And who is Jake Crandall? Jake is played by Austin Butler, who is most famously known for his role as Vanessa Hudgens' boyfriend. (laughs) He's also known for The Carrie Diaries, Zoe 101, Hannah Montana, Aliens in the Attic, but recently he upgraded himself out of children's content and into the Tarantino film world in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> Speaking of Quentin Tarantino, <laughs> I got cyberbullied on TikTok for calling Quentin Tarantino ugly. And all I gotta say about that is, it's a dirty job, but somebody's gotta do it. <laughs> also, Austin Butler is a Leo. And I'm also a Leo. So if you guys couldn't tell, she's a Leo. (laughs) Shut up. If you guys literally couldn't tell. I hate it here. Also, you can tell that Austin Butler is a fucking Leo, too. I don't know what that means. Doesn't mean that we're great, that we're perfect, that we're phenomenal, that we're jaw-dropping, eye-capturing, inspirational. Yes, then I get it. Um, so Carly says... Carly makes a comment about how hot Austin is. Oh, sorry, Jake. And says that he's so hot that she wants to bake cookies on him. And Sam is like, yep, I'd eat those cookies. That's a threesome. That is a request for a threesome in my eyes. And you know what? Let her have it. Let Sam have it. Let Sam eat those cookies. I'm gonna call. Wait, this says that it's sexual innuendo number two. Where was sexual innuendo number one? 
the sack lunch. Oh, ball sack. Got it. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we could clarify the ball sack lunch for you. <laughs> So Carly freaks out because she doesn't know what to go say, and Sam is saying that she should apologize for throwing an apple at him, and Carly's, like, confused about it, but before Carly even gets a chance to respond, Sam grabs the apple from her hand and chucks it and hits Jake in the head, to which he literally just goes, ow, and looks around like he just got fucking pelted with an apple. This is, like, genuinely funny to me. Like, this whole setup was, like, hilarious to me. I was like, if you put this down on paper and handed it to me, I would have been, like, comedic gold. (laughs) Who wrote it? Mulaney. Kroll. Who did it? (laughs) It's so, like, the whole thing, like you said, is so fucking funny because there's no, like, like, they set Carly up eating the apple on purpose just for Sam to be able to throw it at Jake. Like, there was no Mm -hmm. reason for her to be eating it. The only reason for her to have it is so that Sam could chuck it at this kid. It's perfect. It's perfect. And even better, even better, is Carly comes down to apologize. (laughs) And how she apologizes to him is saying that apples can be slippery. Dang Fuji. (laughs) I mean, you cannot even clown for the laugh track going wild because I was also going wild at this point. I was like, Carly, Carly just said a fucking banger. If she put this on Twitter, I would have been like, RT right now. (laughs) It was just so stupid and so funny. So Jake is like, you're Carly Shay, right? And she's like, wait, how do you know my name? And it turns out he's a huge fan of iCarly. Huge. And he says that he feels like he's talking to a celebrity. Jake goes, wow, I feel like I'm kind of talking to a celebrity right now. Carly goes, wow, that's funny because I kind of feel like I'm about to throw up right now. And Jake is, like, genuinely concerned. He's like, oh, are you okay? And she was like, no, it's the good kind of throw up. I was like, this dialogue is A1. Is, so, like, I'm I'm giving some parentheses SRS LOLs. Some serious lols. But also, the way that he's randomly interested in hanging out with Carly at this point, I was literally just like, he's using her for clout. Like, Mr. Absolutely. Popular, like, never gave a damn about little Carly Shay. And then all of a sudden, an apple gets thrown at his head, and he's like, oh my god, wait, are you from that web show? Oh my god, this is crazy. What if we, like, hung out sometime? <laughs> he's like, you're such a celebrity. You guys have only had three episodes. Or, sorry, four episodes. Like, Wait, stop. Are we celebrities? You guys? Yeah, I think so. In Jake Crandall's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> would, would Jake Crandall be nervous to talk to us? Be honest. Who wants to be our Jake Crandall and use us for clout? <laughs> Preferably someone as hot as Austin Butler. <laughs> or hotter. We'll take more. <laughs> She's like, Austin's not enough. <laughs> and then we transition to the Shea apartment, where Spencer is making a plaster sculpture of himself, but it's missing the head. And it's also 
horribly, badly distorted and kind of looks like an alien. And then Carly and him are going to splatter paint onto the sculpture. I can't believe you're such a hater on his sculpture. I liked it. Well, as a sculpture, it's fine. Okay. But as a perfect rendition of himself, it doesn't look like his body. Well, he's like in motion. Such a hater. Anyway, go on. Go on. All right. I support Spencer. (laughs) Natalie said, he is the boy in motion. (laughs) (laughs) But so they're about to splatter paint on the sculpture. So they're like wearing like shitty clothes. And Spencer's, Spencer is serving Dane Cook realness. (laughs) And Carly is just dressed like a lesbian from the late nom- 90s, obviously taking inspiration from Sam, <laughs> who always looks like a lesbian from the late 90s. This is probably, like, straight from Sam's closet. <laughs> she was like, let me borrow some of your fucking clothes since you're at my house all the time. Yeah. Gotta do some painting. <laughs> and they start to dip their hands in the paint, and then Spencer realizes that he wants to, tr- to turn on some jams. So he goes over and turns the boombox on with his literal ass. <laughs> and all I have to say is, how? H-O-W. How? Spencer got that fatty. He got that dump <laughs> truck. <laughs> he was like, I got a prostate and I know how to use it. <laughs> and then they start splattering paint onto this cast of Spencer's body. And Carly's kind of like, am I doing it white Spencer? And Spencer <laughs> is literally like hyping her the fuck up. And he's like... Yeah, just like that. You're the splatter master. Okay, when you say it like that, it's kind of sexual. <laughs> like, you said it no, really I... sexually. You're like, yeah, just like that. The splatter <laughs> master. Like, that's... So, sorry, I just radiate erotic energy. I can't <laughs> control it. But Spencer did not say it in a sexual way. He said it in a really genuine, like, yeah, Carly, you're the best little sister ever. You're the splatter master. <laughs> That's much better. That's how he said it. And I this, like, honestly, like, made me, like, blushy blush because Spencer is honestly, like, such, like, a good parental figure. Like, he's not responsible, but he is really supportive of right. like, everything Carly does. Well, he's, like, uh, I was going to say, he's, like, responsible in his own way. Like, they haven't died. Mm-hmm. They haven't died. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's good, you know? She goes, you she wrong? gets to school every day. She eats. She feeds herself, but she eats, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's not traditional, but he is very emotionally competent, is what I yeah, would say. Yeah, you know what? Break down the <clears throat> nuclear family standards. So, go Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden, while their hands are covered in paint, the doorbell rings. And Carly answers in her lesbian-ass outfit, and it's Jake Randall. Oh, no. Jake Randall! <laughs> not Jake Randall! Jake Randall! <laughs> Sorry, it's Jake Crandall. Yes. Because that is a normal name that people have. I'm so sorry. Jake Crandall is at the door. (laughs) And Carly freaks out because she's looking like Lebanese as hell. And she slams (laughs) the door in his face and runs away. And then she runs back to tell him to wait there. And then she slams the door again and runs away. So I thought it was another really weird, like, thing that I noticed. But Jake rings the doorbell. There's no doorbell. Like, they don't have... (laughs) (laughs) What? Like, the apartment. The apartment doesn't have a doorbell. You see it in the next shot of, like, them in the hallway. But, like, literally there's no doorbell. So where is this doorbell coming from? 
<laughs> Jake Crandall just like carries around like a doorbell noisemaker, like <laughs> ready to pop it unannounced as fuck. Just in case he goes to an apartment that doesn't have a doorbell. <laughs> you never he know. He was prepared. He was prepared for anything. And Spencer's like, what the hell, Carly? And then Carly's like, I need to go make myself look attractive. Which, as someone as someone who has an older brother, I can't even think about discussing the fact that I have a crush on someone with my brother. Yes. and It's and, too uncomfortable. And not only, like, having a crush, like, discussing having a crush is one thing, but being like, I need to go make myself look attractive. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's weird. That's weird. To my brother, I am a genderless sexless blob i am simply a baby that has grown up i have never kissed anyone i have no romantic feelings i am just a vessel just a vessel that plays video games with him you don't talk about stuff like that with your brother i would like if a cute boy were like at my front door and my brother was like what's going on i would be like my friend is over mind your business I'd be like, don't, don't perceive me. I look like a lesbian. <laughs> you know what's going on here. You made me look like a lesbian to do your fucking thing. Why did you make me do that? And I feel like Jake Crandall showing up unannounced might seem really rude. But back then, before you had like the constant contact of the internet and phones and shit like that, like this was like kind of normal. Like if you, like you would just knock on people's doors and be like, Hey, I was in the neighborhood. And, like, do you remember, like, calling hours back in the day? Uh, like, I think so. Like, when people only had home phones, if it was, like, 10 or 11 o'clock and you wanted to call them, you couldn't because yes. it was too late and they might be sleeping. Yes. And it was really rude. Yeah. Well, especially because it's, like, with their families, too. Like, when you were a kid, like, you couldn't call yes. somebody because it's your house mm-hmm. phone. So, like, mm-hmm. that your parents might be asleep, so, like, you can't. You can't call them. Yeah, and believe it or not, we actually have a huge 0 to 17 age demographic, so they might not understand this. But, so, before people had cell phones, um, you only had phones in your house. And you would have, like, maybe, like, four or five throughout your house, depending on whatever your needs were. And they would all go off really loudly whenever anyone would call. So, obviously, if you're a little kid calling your friend at, like, 11.30, and your parents are trying to sleep... And all the house phones go off and wake up everybody in the house and then they answer the phone and it's some fuck-ass little kid being like, um, can I, can I talk to Stephanie, please? And the parents are going to be like, we're sleeping, go to bed, my kid is in bed, like, hang up, you know? Yeah. So, and then, like, you couldn't, like, text people like, oh, I'm over here. So you would literally just walk up to people's houses and be like, hey, I was in the neighborhood, what's up? That's a good point. I was thinking he was like, why is this man showing up when she, like, invited him, but they didn't discuss a specific day, and now he's just, like, showing up unannounced. I'd be pretty thrown off, because I'd probably also Mm -hmm. be looking a little Lebanese, so. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, I, like, like, now, if someone knocks on my front door, I, my, my first feeling is fear. Same. I always go to, like, a window. I'm, like, looking to see who it is. Before Mm -hmm. I go to, like, the door to see who it is. Yes, and it's because anyone important would have your number and would text you first. But, like, back in the day, it, like, it would be 3 o'clock, school is out. I'd be at my friend's doorstep, like, hey, can Bethany play? (laughs) Can she 
he come out and play? Like, that was the vibe back then. It's insane how much, like, technology has, like, changed, like, social cues and stuff like that. You're right. And then, we speaking of social cues, <laughs> someone doesn't have not an ounce. We're back in the hallway, and of course, like, the little creep he is, Fredward saunters out of his house because he's just... He's, uh, like, looking out the peephole. Like, what? how did he know? Well, like, the, the, the thing is, is that, like, Carly has been home. Like, Carly, Carly is already inside, so is he still waiting at the peephole? Like, does he just stand there 24-7? Like, because... Because it's like, she's also been in the house doing something for at least an hour. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, she, she has, she has been home. So, is he still waiting there? Or, like, what? I, every single time we see him, the weirder it gets. <laughs> Maybe he has, like, a motion detector that's, like, someone's outside the Shea residence. Yeah, a motion detector, his penis, trying to get inside of Carly. <laughs> <laughs> that's his motion detector. So, this little-ass boy, Fredward, comes out and is all fucking confrontational. <laughs> Confrontational, that's what you just sounded like. <laughs> and he has his arms crossed, and it's like, <laughs> what is he doing? Is he trying to look menacing? Because he is quite literally <laughs> half of Jake's height. He literally comes up to his waist. <laughs> He's so like, small. And I was wrong. I said in the first episode that, oh, the pilot is the only time that he wears those platform shoes to make him taller. <laughs> but it's clearly not because he's wearing them here. He said, so I'm going to prove the, you wrong. Here you go. The iCarly Wiki fandom page is wrong. It is wrong. That's where I got the information. We're here to set the record straight, everybody. We are the official premiere resource for true iCarly facts and we will not steer you wrong no we will not give you the fake news here we are a trusted news source for your iCarly needs yes I took journalism classes in college and I'll tell you right here right now episode four Fredward himself is still wearing the platform shoes so (laughs) consider iCarlyFandomWiki.com as good as Fox News myth busted <laughs> and also this is the the height difference is so fucking insane. It literally looks like it could be a father-son duo. Like if Austin Butler was just like I had him when I was young, I would believe it. I would absolutely believe it. And this is so embarrassing because Austin was 16 and Nathan Kress was 15. No. There was only a year between them, yet it manifests as a three-foot difference. <laughs> three feet including the platform shoes, so it's more like five feet. Like, <laughs> Who knows what would have happened if those babies were off? <laughs> he would have been down to his knees. <laughs> oh my god. And then Jake is being so nice to this little menacing boy. <laughs> and he's like, oh hey, how's it going? And then fucking Fredward is like, what are you doing here? <laughs> and Austin's like, oh, I'm here to see Carly. And Freddie takes a photo of Carly out of his back pocket <laughs> and goes, there, you saw her. Now scurry away. <laughs> what? 
cell phones weren't really a thing so it's not like he just like took out his cell phone and showed a picture of him which would still be weird still be weird Mm -hmm. no it's like a big like it's like a five by eight fucking printed out picture (laughs) and it's not like a printer photo it's like a glossy nice quality photo like he paid to get that printed somewhere but then also it looks beat up so he's had it for a while yeah, yeah. It's like it's like folded. Like he he like actually carries that shit around. Like he probably like does some weird ass shit to that. Like yeah, because there was no way that Freddie would know that there was gonna be that setup of what are you doing here? Oh, I'm here to see Carly. Okay, you've seen her. Like he couldn't have known that that perfect setup was happening. So the the lay of the land is that he just has it in his pocket just in case. I will say though that that's a really funny line. Like, like him. It, yes. This is a genuine LOL for yeah. me. And the fact that, like, the word he uses is scurry. Like, he's like, scurry on like a rat. Scurry on. And I'm like, Freddie, chill the fuck out. Like, Austin, again, could literally murder you. Like, one one pinch and you're dead, buddy. Like. <laughs> it's just like, it's, like, the hilarity is heightened by the fact that, like, Austin looks like a young man. Like, he looks (laughs) old. He looks mature. He's, like, post-college passing. He has a chiseled jawline. And Freddie literally looks like he's 10. And he's trying to, like, one-up this grown man. He looks 10, like, in platform shoes. (laughs) (laughs) Like, he still looks 10. (laughs) Okay, but also kind of slay, because I do love a good platform. It's a serve. Yeah, again, he's breaking those gender norms, so go Freddie. I thought it was kind of cool, too, because this is actually the first time that we get to see some of Freddie's apartment. So usually we just see his door, and he, like, pops out, and that's it. But at the end of the scene, you can see Freddie's apartment. It's just, like, the entryway, and there's just, like, pictures and, like, the plant. But this is the first little look that we get inside. So... Just a fun little thing. Wow. Maybe we were the yippies all along. Yeah. <laughs> and then finally Carly comes along It'd and be lets like Jake that. in and slams, it do be like that, and she slams the door in Freddie's face, to which Freddie has just a lovely, like, monologue to himself in the hallway <laughs> where he goes, just keep kissing those frogs, Carly. This prince can wait. And it's like, this is genuinely such a creepy and toxic idea that, like, the media spreads that, like, women only go after men who are bad for them, and then eventually they'll come around, they'll come along to the nice guy. Yeah. And it's like, the worst men always think that they're the nice guy because they're not getting picked. Yes. And it's like, no, you're not getting picked because you're not a nice guy. You're creepy and weird and entitled. And you're weird, yes. It, it's it's such, like, the narrative, like you're saying, that the media and the nice guys try to portray, where mm-hmm. it's like, no, women are just allowed to not be interested in you. Like, that's a thing. Not everybody's going to be interested in you, and women are allowed to not like you. So, like, it's not because you're a nice guy, it's just that she's not interested in you, and more often than not, it's because you're doing something that's fucking creepy. 
Yeah. But the other thing, too, is that it's, like, another situation where Freddy's dream is literally to, like, save Carly from these toxic men. Like, we saw in the last episode, too, where he wanted to come in and save her from literally getting, like, sexually assaulted. And now he's like, oh, I'll be your knight in shining armor. I'll (laughs) save you from these, like, frogs that you're kissing. I'm the real prince. It's like, no, like, she can make her own decisions, Freddie. Like, if she wants to be with you, she can. Chill the fuck out, dude. Exactly. And it's just, like, it's literally hilarious that men honestly think that because they're a nice guy that they deserve a woman as if, there's, like, nothing more complex to, like, attraction and chemistry and stuff like that other than just them perceiving themselves to be a nice guy. But I can guarantee you any guy who thinks of themselves as a quote-unquote nice guy is not a fucking nice guy. No. That is a weird-ass way to pe- perceive yourself. Well, it's also, like, they think of women as a reward. Like, yes. oh, I'm being nice to her, so, like, I deserve her attention and her giving me some of that puss you know and Uh it's like no you can just be nice period you shouldn't be nice to get something in return like women aren't a piece of property or like a reward a trophy or something like that that you can just get for being nice Mm-hmm. It's not how it works, bud. Sorry. Sorry to break it to you. Why would you want to humiliate yourself like this, begging for attention that you're not getting? Why would you want to be a consolation prize? That's all I'll say on it. That shit is weird as fuck. Anyway, so the Chad himself walks in to the Shay apartment, and Carly introduces Spencer and Jake to each other. And Spencer is holding a paint can that is the color of orphan blue, and he says it's the saddest of all the blues and i researched this orphan blue is not a real color <laughs> she is out here myth busting every <laughs> single thing of this episode <laughs> one person on one website posted about it and coined this thing orphan blue but the color that they claimed was orphan blue was really just vivid blue so if you look up, one website will call 16A9E5, that's the HTML code for the um, color, one person will call that Orphan Blue, but it's not the official name of that color. I think that that was an iCarly fan trying to match um, Orphan Blue to like something actual, but the actual name for that color is Vivid Blue. Wow. So Spencer's a fucking <laughs> liar, guys. You heard it here first. <laughs> You guys, cancel Spencer. (laughs) Cancel Spencer. He's spreading lies about Pete. (laughs) The biggest offense. (laughs) I really love this. Spencer's, like, asking if they're going to be up there alone. But not in a weird way. Not in a possessive way. In a very, like, you are young way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, like, again, like, boys are gross. Like, he should be, like, he should be, like, hey, are you guys, are you guys good? Are you, are you gonna be alone up there? Like, what's going on? He's also, like, the Uh parent, so. Yeah. This is definitely him, like, trying to parent. Yeah. Like, being, like, oh, a boy in the house? I should be suspect of this, right? So he tells them that he can come up there at any moment like a ninja. And when he says, like a ninja, he (laughs) throws his hand up at Jake and, like, splashes paint on him on accident. 
And Carly is so embarrassed by this. <laughs> She's like, oh, let me grab a rag to clean you off. <laughs> and I'm just like, when do you ever call a towel a rag? And the only time I do that is when I'm talking about a cum rag. Yes. And I'm like, yes. something is sprayed all over him. She needs to clean him off. This is a cum rag reference. That's <laughs> like on Plain his face simple. too. Like, yes. I'm so glad that you thought of it because I was like, I don't even know if I want to bring this up because I think my mind is <laughs> in the gutter. But Well, the way that we both thought of it, like yeah. that means something. Yes. So this is sexual innuendo number three. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jake goes up to the iCarly set and is like, huh, the room looks bigger on the internet. And Carly goes, yeah, the internet can distort the room size. And then she instantly feels like embarrassed about this. Okay, I just want to say that I thought this was so funny. Like, it was just stupid because... Like, there's always a joke that when you're on camera, it distorts everything. Like, it adds weight. It changes, like, dimension. Like, all this stuff. But, it like, usually the comment is that, like, it adds pounds or whatever it is. And I'm like, how is it distorting a room size? Like, it's <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> and also, this man is coming up into her house unannounced. <laughs> For free, trying to get that clout. <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to come in there and talk shit about their huge ass fucking loft, too. Like, it's not just, like, small. It's huge. Like, they have three fucking floors in their apartment. And you're going to be like, oh, it's small. Like, get out. Ruth. This is literally the loft of the one percenters in yeah. Seattle. Like, he must be, like, a .25, like... <laughs> He's, like, the 0.1% of the 1% if he thinks that this loft is, like, small. But then he comes in and he just literally starts fangirling about, like, everything about the room. He picks up the remote and is like, oh, my God, this is Sam's remote. <laughs> and then he just starts, like, hitting buttons. And then the disco ball plays. It's a song. Like, he hits the button with the song and the disco ball. Like, you know, where it's, like, the... Like, the uh -huh. whole random dancing thing. I thought they were gonna, like, have a flirty dance moment, but then they didn't. Yeah, I thought they were gonna dance, too. I was kind of let down. But they were excited because Jake is like, hey, what song is this? And then before <laughs> he even finishes fucking speaking, he answers his own question. And it's like, okay, like, if you were just trying to flex, just flex that you know the song. Don't have to ask. So, he responds to his own question, saying that it's Break Lights by Cuttlefish. Okay, but I was like, she was like, oh, wow, I didn't know anyone knew this song. Like, are, is Cuttlefish, like, indie? Is it, like, kind of, like, unknown? I don't know. I thought it was, like, a big band because they said it, like, episode one when Carly was like, oh, no, I have a Cuttlefish, like, show to go to. Like, I can't do the talent show. So, I thought it was, like a band that everybody knew in the iCarly verse, but maybe not. I have a question for you, and this might sound stupid, but do you know who Catfish and the Bottlemen are? It sounds familiar. Okay, that's what I'm thinking, like, the equivalent clout level is in the iCarly universe. And it's really weird that, like, Catfish and the Bottlemen kind of condenses to, like, Cuttlefish in a weird way. Yeah. I mean, they're both fish. Yes. With C's. That's what I'm getting at. But, so, I feel like it's, like, like, I don't know, maybe one of those bands that, like, 
it's like a popular indie band, you know? Like, not a household name, but definitely for an indie band to get that level of clout is sort of, like, unheard of. Do you know what I mean? That's what I was thinking. I could see that, where it's, like, the in-between, where, like, if you like indie music, like, you know them, or, like, maybe you know of them, but you don't know all their songs. Yeah. All right. I see it. Catfish, I think, is, like, one of the most famous, like, indie bands out there. But it's, like, some people have absolutely never heard of them. But then the people who are really into indie music, they'll be like, that's not fucking indie. They're popular. Like, they get radio plays. Gotcha. But then, like, you're, like, you're like maybe I've heard of them. They sound familiar because they're definitely, like, radio play music. Yeah. But, like, it's not like Ariana Grande where you're like, I know who that is. I know what she does. I know what she's singing. Right. Right. I feel so, you. So, basically, Cuttlefish equals Catfish in the Bottleman in the iCarly universe. <laughs> And then Jake, like, starts to, first of all, he leans on the car, and, like, the fucking alarm goes off. (laughs) And it's so, like, secondhand embarrassment. It's so bad. Like, anyway, and then Carly clicks the sound off, and it makes that little, like, pew pew, like a real car. Yeah. Yeah, like the little, like the, like the, like the actual, like, beeps. (laughs) Exactly. And then Jake continues and tells Carly that this was, like, the first song he taught himself on the guitar. And then he, like, also, like, sings, too. (laughs) I okay, douche monster. Literally, I was like, okay, I've met, like, a million guys like you. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) at every single college party. Like, there's always that one guy who's, like, carrying around his guitar, just (laughs) ready, ready to serenade whatever girl gives him the slightest (laughs) bit of attention. And that is Jake Crandall. Like, I'm on to you, buddy. You're giving me some PTSD here. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, uh, this is Wonderwall. Has anyone ever heard of it? (laughs) Hey, uh, I'm gonna sing Hey There, Delilah. This is dedicated to you. <laughs> Stop, John. Know something funny? What? I once wrote, I wrote a parody of Oh hey my there, god, Delilah. you wrote Hey There, Delilah? That's crazy. <laughs> I wrote a parody about it, about, to this guy I liked in high school. His name was Patrick. Hey, Patrick. Um, it's fine. We're friends now. Patrick's the pod beam of the week. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote this song for him, and it's like, Hey there, Delilah starts. It's like, hey there, Delilah, what's it like in New York City? And I started the song. I was like, hey there, Patrick, what's it like with you inside me? (laughs) Why? Why? I can't believe that you would send that to a man. You are better than that. You are better than that to write a man a song. To tell him to be inside of you. I can't. To think that you come on this podcast and and say that you're a lesbian. That's insane. (laughs) I'm myth-busting that right here, right now. That's also, fake he, news. Also, he lives a few blocks away from me, and so instead of, you're a thousand miles away, but girl, tonight you look so pretty, I said, you're a few blocks away, but still, you really want to ride me, or something like that. Oh my god. <laughs> There's so much to unpack with that. There's so much. I, I, that's how I got into comedy. I would write parodies to songs as a child. Oh, no. Anyway, moving on. (laughs) Where even were we? Carly is like, oh, my God, Jake, you should, like, totally be on the web show and, like, perform. And then he's like, we should 
see what the fans think about it. And then he lifts up the fucking Sam's remote and hits the cheering button. <laughs> and they're like, woo! No, what I, what, what I want is I genuinely, like, spit out my drink. I was like, this man did not just hit this fucking woo, woo track for himself. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he hit the woo. You thought it was the woo? He no. hit the woo. It was the woo. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is the corniest shit I've ever seen. Like, if some man fucking did that, I'd be like... <laughs> <laughs> like, this is the moment where I was like, this guy is literally not that charming. He's actually kind of fucking rude yes like first of all he invites himself over he sits on the car the alarm goes off he doesn't take that as a hint to maybe not sit on the car no because as soon as she like whoops it off he sits right back on the car (laughs) and then he drops the fucking remote lets it slide off the car (laughs) onto the floor and instead of picking it up he goes oh it fell on the floor (laughs) i was gonna say Carly responds to that though, be responds to that though, being mm-hmm. like, "I like it better on the floor," and I'm like, "Okay, that's also kind of sexual." Like, there's like, <laughs> stop. We have to put sexual innuendo on. <laughs> we don't have it written because we missed it, but we're writing that's it now. Number four. I I was like, there's no need for her to say that. Like, just pick up the remote. Like, why does it need to stay on the floor? It's not like they were in the middle of kissing where they, like, couldn't interrupt something. Like, it was like, he literally just dropped it. And she was like, I like it better on the floor. Like, (laughs) okay, miss, we know. (laughs) And then we go back to the Shea apartment. And Spencer, of course, is sitting in the kitchen with this huge-ass plaster ball on his head with two tubes sticking out the top because he needs to make the top to his sculpture and he needs his head. Of course, yes. I, when I was typing my notes, I kept calling it a paper mache sculpture and I don't remember if they had called it a plaster sculpture earlier, but like here is when they finally say Mm -hmm. plaster. And I have never used plaster. I looked it up because I was like, what the fuck is even the difference between paper mache and plaster? Turns out paper mache is, like, less expensive because you literally just use newspaper, Mm -hmm. which is usually, like, you get that in the mail. And plaster is, like, actually really fucking expensive. So Mm -hmm. I was like, again, they're part of the 1%. This dude's making this huge-ass sculpture out of plaster. No, literally. And I, okay, I was really confused because I've done this before. I've made, like, a plaster mold of my face and, like, I've, like, Mm -hmm. used that, like, material on top of it that he's talking about. But, like, it takes like maybe under two hours to dry and he was talking about some 48 hours nonsense so it's like what he was saying was that thing where you make like a mold of it and then you pour something else inside of it yes but it's like the pouring is what takes a long time right yeah 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 that initial mold like doesn't take more than like a few hours no you're right so i think this is it's like factually inaccurate Another myth busted. Cersei here. Spencer, more fake news. <laughs> and then Sam comes running into the apartment, like, sprinting upstairs, and Spencer's <laughs> like, Carly, is that you? And Sam's like, no, 
it's just me. And then he's like, oh, well, where's Carly? And then Sam goes, oh, Carly's upstairs getting her. And then she sort of gets confused by what's happening with Spencer. So she cuts herself off. But I fully, (laughs) fully thought she was going to say, oh, Carly's upstairs getting railed by Jake. (laughs) But no, she actually just said Carly's upstairs getting ready for iCarly. Get your head out of the fucking gutter. I didn't even think of this. Like, I didn't even, like, didn't even cross my mind. Like, when she trailed off on that getting rur, I was like, oh my god, sexual innuendo alert. Sexual innuendo <laughs> alert. Calling all barbs. Calling all barbs. <laughs> I was too focused on the fucking paper mache. <laughs> and then Spencer explains to Sam that he has to sit in this mask for 12 hours to make the head for a sculpture, which we've already myth-busted. This is, like, this makes no sense. But, so he has these two tubes sticking out of the plaster mold, and one tube is for breathing, and one is for food and drink, and he asks her to pour some coffee into his drinking tube before she leaves. And then Sam pours it in, and then Spencer starts choking, and my first thought is, (laughs) oh, the coffee was too hot. But then no, that was my thought too. Yeah, Spencer up chucks it and then is like, "That was my breathing tube." But it's like, if they're both just like going into his mouth, like what? <laughs> like it's not like going into his trachea where he's like breathing through the tube. Well, I don't know why. I have so many questions about these <laughs> tubes, like. Oh, first of all, they're not even labeled. How was Sam supposed to know that it was the wrong one? Like, I don't blame her for this. This was, like, a total accident. But why is there a tube for breathing? Just, like, poke some holes. Yeah. Just, like, poke, like, a little hole, you know? Like, it's fine. His fucking body sculpture has a whole hole in it in the middle. So, like, he clearly doesn't care about the holes. But no, he needs these two, like, thick-ass tubes that look exactly the same for the same thing. And my thought, too, was, like, where are they both going? Like, how are they differentiated between breathing and and food and drink? Like, Like, is one, like, they're both thick as fuck, too, so it's, like, like, does he have this thick-ass thing, like, up his nose and then the other one's in his mouth? Like, how is this logistically myth-busted? But that's the thing. Even if it was going, like, into his nose, your nose does not have the power to re-spit out that coffee. Like, you can't (laughs) do that. You don't have the lung power through your nose to go, you know? Like, it's not possible. He was like, he was like the milk guy, and he (laughs) snorted, he snorted the coffee and then spewed it out of his eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, this whole thing, it just does, it myth busted does not make sense. Myth busted. We cut to the iCarly set, getting ready for the web show. And Jake is minding his own damn business, tuning his guitar. And Freddy decides he wants to try to start shit for literally (laughs) no fucking reason. And Freddy goes up to him and he's like, so you're an athlete, you're tall, and every girl in school thinks you're hot? (laughs) And now you're a musician? Can you fly too? <laughs> like, he's so jealous. Okay, I was thinking gay. Like, have a crush much? Like, sus well, as like, fuck. like, both. It's like, it's like 50-50. Like, he's jealous, but he's, like, in love. Yes. He's like, he's like you're, you're tall. Everybody's in love with you, including me. I love you. Like, I feel like. Can you fly? We definitely talk about women having that, I don't know if I want to be her or if I want to fuck her feeling. Yes. And we don't talk about it in men as much. 
And gentlemen, this is that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> this was Freddie's bisexual awakening. Yeah. Was this moment right here. Freddie is a hundred percent a bisexual king. But so his climax to that like epiphany was like, Can you fly too? And of course Jake is like, actually my uncle's a pilot and he's teaching me how to fly. <laughs> and Freddie cannot handle this information. Like, he is so overwhelmed. He just sprints back to his little safe space by his tech equipment. He's like, I'm, go- I'm gonna be by my tripod. <laughs> I feel like that's weirdly sexual. I can't really explain it. You and everything. No, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm all about the sexual innuendos here, but I think you're taking it one step too far. You lost me here. Like, for me, a tripod <laughs> is just like a third leg, which is just like a dick. No, your head is in the gutter, miss. No, I'm, I'm just thinking Freddy's a fucking nerd, and he's just trying to run away from this hot-ass man because he's also a little bit gay, and he doesn't know what to do with this information. I'm just an English so. major, and I know how to read into things. So Sam and Carly are in the elevator, and Sam is like, did you ever imagine that Jake would be in love with you? And Carly is like, well, he isn't yet, and does the Debbie fucking Ryan, like, (laughs) hair over the ear thing, like, "Mm." and then she fucking puts on lip gloss. For this show that she has never put on lip gloss for. And it's like, girl, that is not going <laughs> to enhance your features that much. And it's like... Listen, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Yeah. Okay, hold on. Let me grab my lip gloss real quick. <laughs> <laughs> she said, listen, I gotta look sexy for this <laughs> webcast. Jake is going to be on here. He's going to sing. He's going to be hot. We're going to get railed (laughs) (laughs) and they walk in and freddie is doing like an acoustic check with the mic by repeating the word (laughs) he's doing acapella (laughs) (laughs) freddie's a pitch perfect (laughs) but he's just repeating the word cinnamon bun cinnamon bun which also i cannot prove that this is sexual but it just didn't feel right it's not sexual it's just random like it's 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 like that random humor where they're like aha quirky so random who would ever think to use the word cinnamon buns as like a mic check like cinnamon and it's like oh we would it's like cinnamon bun is like glossy like plump like juicy oh my god no i'm no if i was like Okay, picture this. I'm like... (laughs) Picture this. My buns are cinnamon. They are toasty. They are plump. They are glazed. It's like cinnamon bun. (laughs) That's not how we said it. Cinnamon bun. Do you want to see the cinnamon buns? Stop trying to jumpstart your ASMR career. (laughs) Honestly... Cersei at ASMR.com. Check it out. <laughs> no, he's just, like, screaming it to nobody. Like, the, the funniest image, though, in my head is, like, Jake is literally sitting there tuning his guitar, and it's just the two of them. Like, it's it's Jake and Freddie, two boys just being dudes five feet apart because they might be a little bit gay. But 
Freddie is just screaming, being like, cinnamon buns. Cinnamon buns. <laughs> and it's like, what is Jake fucking thinking? <laughs> well, clearly it's sexual because Sam goes up to Freddie and is like, what are you doing? And then Freddie starts explaining and Sam just goes, you know what? I don't care. And walks away. Which... <laughs> Sam talks a counter. We're at number two, which is honestly pretty light. Yeah. Pretty light for this episode. Yes. No, she has not been very toxic this this episode. So we're very proud of her. Yes. And then the gang wants Jake to do a sound check. So Jake prances up to the mic and tells them he wrote this song specifically for iCarly and starts to sing. And my issue with him saying he wrote this song for iCarly is like if he wrote it for Carly, just say it. It's literally a love song. Yeah. Coward. It is. But maybe he just didn't write it for iCarly. Like, he probably wrote it, and then, like, he's like, oh, yeah, I wrote it for this show. Because, remember, he's on here for clout. Yeah. He's a liar. So. He's a dirty he's liar. A liar. So these he girls, is. Carly and Sam, are looking at him longingly, and their <laughs> faces turn from utter, like, bemusement into instant sour when he starts singing. Because his vocals are fucking, like, miserable. Like, he is... They're bad. He is... It's like, you're so beautiful. <laughs> I need the world to see you. That's literally what he sounds like. And Sam and Carly yes. pussies go dry. And Freddie gets a mini hard on. He's so excited. Freddy's, <laughs> Freddie's pussy gets wet. <laughs> <laughs> He's bussing. He is bussing. <laughs> But my subtitles, again, coming in (laughs) fucking shade, they literally just put in parentheses off key, like, (laughs) just to make it, to make it really clear that it's not good. (laughs) I'm screaming. It was more than off key. It was off kilter. I couldn't, I couldn't bear to hear it. But honestly, for like, what this song was aside from the horrible vocals, with his, like, guitar and stuff like that and the lyrics, like, it's a pretty impressive song for, like, a 15-year-old to have written. Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was, like, a something you would probably hear, like, Justin Bieber, like, one of those, like, boy band, yeah. you know, like, pop songs kind of a thing, you know. Yeah. Girls love me, this and that. It wasn't bad. So, basically, if his vocals didn't suck, he could have been a teen pop sensation. Well, I mean, he ended up being it, and we'll see why. R.I.P. to Jake. But he finishes up and asks how it was, and the girls just very reluctantly give him a thumbs up while trying to force (laughs) a smile. But Freddie is clapping enthusiastically, (laughs) and he's like, I can't wait till we go live. He has the biggest boner ever. Like, he is so excited. He's like, I cannot wait for this man to embarrass himself and then sam go well they shoo him out of the fucking recording area so they can talk shit about him and then sam says well i think we know the results of the sound check horrible and then sam and freddie in unison say check I just want everyone to know that we had to re-record that because I do not pronounce that word unison. I pronounce it unision. And I always have and I always will. She made fun of me for how long? A few weeks ago, guys, for saying dazzingly. 
And she can't fucking say unison. Well, the thing is, I know it's unison. I recognize it's unison. And I knew it was dazzingly. No, it's not dazzingly, though. You just said dazzingly again. It's dazzlingly. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you literally just said, I know it's dazzingly. And it's dazzlingly. I know it's dazzlingly. I know that it's No, you don't. You clearly don't. I just can't say it. I can't say it. You're going to sit here and you're going to shit on me for fucking dazzlingly. Yeah, I'm going to shit on you for something where you know it's wrong. You can't even say unison. Unison is like half the letters as dazzlingly. I can say Unison. There's like there's like three less endings. Here's on the it. thing: I, have I ing and then Lee and then Lee again. Like there's three different endings. Here's the you thing: you have one word. I well, know it's How unison because when you started laughing and said "wait," I knew what you were talking about. I knew it was because I said unison. I knew it. I can't say unison. I'm I sorry. No I problem. don't say dazzlingly on the on the regular that people can hear me and know that I say it wrong. But I 100% know the word is dazzlingly. I, I know it's unison. Don't pronounce it that way. Yeah, I don't pronounce unison as unison. I say unison because unison sounds ugly and unison sounds better. Look, you're waking up the cats. You're getting them upset. Yeah, fuck them cats. I don't <laughs> give a fuck. Unison, bitch. <laughs> she took her headphones off. She's mad. Are you going to apologize? No. And the way that Freddie is looking at Sam, he is in utter love. He is smitten. There is chemistry. They're shooting the shit. It is funny. And you can tell by the framing of the shot that Sam and Freddie are, like, together against Carly. And I think this is one of those moments where their romance is abutting. I think it's beyond abutting at this point. Mm-hmm. Because now they're, like, saying shit in unison. Mm-hmm. So... Unision. <laughs> Carly's like, what are we going to do about my man who doesn't know how to sing? And Sam's like, well, we're going to tell him that he sounds like a pile of poo. So his ass will not be singing on the show. And then Carly literally drags Sam away from Freddie because I don't think that she feels comfortable, like, expressing herself in front of Freddie. Well, no, I mean, he's, like, creep, so. <laughs> he's literally a yippie. Yeah, and he's, like, in love with her and is, like, weird about it. So, obviously, she's not going to be in front of him being like, yeah, I like this guy. But I feel like it's really easy to forget that they're not, like, an equal three-way friendship because I feel like looking back on iCarly, I was like, oh, yeah, Sam, Carly, and Freddie, BFFs till they die. But, like, re-watching it, it's like Freddie is totally on the outskirts of their friendship. And he has, like, he has yeah. not penetrated it yet. Was that a good enough reason to use the word penetrate? Let me know. She's so done with me. She's going to quit the podcast. (laughs) It's just too many sexual innuendos that do not exist for no reason. Anyway. And then Carly is like, I can't tell him that he's too pooish to be on the show because I like him (laughs) and I don't want him to be mad at me and telling him this will ruin everything. But... Sam is really adamant that he should not embarrass himself on the show. And then Carly has an epic idea. The elevator! And Sam is like, ah, yeah, of course, we'll push him down the elevator shaft. And her soulmate, Freddie, chimes in and he's like, I want to push him! (laughs) 
Well, I was I was going to say that, of course, like, he has one moment where the two of them are in unison, and now all of a sudden he's like, yep, I'm going to murder somebody. <laughs> <laughs> it's because their minds be melding. It's a mind meld. They do be melding. It is a mind meld. And then Carly is like, we are not going to push the hottest guy in Seattle down an <laughs> elevator shaft. Which is being the hottest guy in Seattle even a flex? He's 15. How is he the hottest guy in Seattle? <laughs> like, there are plenty of other eligible bachelors, I think, besides Jake Crandall. But I feel like even, like, suppose he was objectively the hottest guy in Seattle. Would that be something to flaunt? I feel like Seattle is one of the most irrelevant cities in America. Why do you hate Seattle so much? Like, every single episode, you're like, I hate that iCarly is set in Seattle. <laughs> There can only be one show ever that could ever be set in Seattle. I just don't think And the think fact it's that special. they are also going to do this is ridiculous. It's just not like stop a hating on Seattle. City. That is the set of this show. We have moved on from it. Like there is nothing else to be said about it being in Seattle. Well, that's not what I'm. He saying. is the hottest guy in Seattle. Seattle hater. hater. Seattle. Yeah, I have a list. So do you. Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> But here's the thing. If someone goes, oh, I'm the hottest guy in New York, I'm the hottest guy in L.A., that's a flex. But if I was like, I'm the hottest guy in the southern Kentucky region, is that a flex? See, the thing is, is like, people in New York are always like, yeah, I'm the hottest person in New York. And it's like, no, 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 no. There are way too many people in New York. Like, yeah, you're hot. But, like, there are also other really hot people in New York. Like, I feel like people saying that they're the hottest person in New York is, like, just, like, a narcissism thing. I want to know who you are communicating with that is telling you that they are the sole hottest person in New York. I'm talking about, I'm having a conversation about what we're talking about on the podcast. Like, has anyone ever said that to you? No, but if they did, I would be like, what the fuck? But because they're saying it about somebody in Seattle, I'd be like, believable. yeah, sure, maybe you are the hottest guy in Seattle. It's because it's not impressive. It's easy. Okay. Okay, whatever. I'm so defeated. I'm so defeated. What do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? I'm just saying that maybe he is the hottest guy in Seattle. And why do you have to hate on Seattle so much? I'm not hate. Okay, but what I'm saying. You're a hater. You're a full-blown hater. I am. Hater. I am. Hater alert. I am. What about it? Leave Jake Crandall alone. I will not. Hater. I am. Anyway, they trap him in the elevator. <laughs> And then instead, Carly suggests that they trap him in the elevator so they don't hurt his feelings. And then Freddie, a gem, goes, why can't we trap him and hurt his feelings? (laughs) But also, like, even if they do pull off this elevator thing, wouldn't they just eventually get Jake out and then Jake would be like, oh, sorry that didn't work out. Next week, question mark? Yeah, this is like a, we're gonna put a band-aid on this, because maybe next week we'll know how to tell him that he fucking sucks. But for now, we're gonna trap him in the elevator. Well, I have to poo-poo this whole situation, because this is not a long-term solution. So they convince Jake to take the elevator by telling him that if he walks up the stairs, he'll sweat through his special singing shirt. And then they're like, Oh, but we won't go in this elevator with you because we need to stay downstairs because we have to blow our noses. And then they violently and obnoxiously fake blow their noses. 
And I'm just like, in what fucking world would a girl who had a crush on a boy blow her nose in front of him? That is... Especially at the age of 15. Yes! It's even more embarrassing then. Blowing your nose is literally one of the most embarrassing things you can do in front of a boy. Do you know how many runny noses I had that I neglected in grammar school? Because I was like, this boy... I I was about to say his name, but I will not say his name because it still traumatizes (laughs) me. This boy will not see me blow my nose. Not today, not ever. I'm not a human being (laughs) with bodily functions. I am just a hot vessel with no needs and no snot. Period. And then, of course, they're screaming to each other about, like, which switch turns off the elevator. And then I'm just like, why would it be that easy to, like, actually like, turn off the elevator? Like, flipping a single a single switch. Well, so, the only thing that I'm not sure about is because it's, we went over this, I think, but how it's the elevator that goes through, like, the whole building. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they're going to, like, a breaker. So, like, every house, apartment, all of that has, like, a breaker, like, switch thing. And that's where you turn off all of your lights. And if, like, your fuse blows, you go there and you, like, pop the lights off. So, like, my thought is that's just what they're doing. But I feel like it would be weird that, like, each apartment has one if the elevator goes through all of them. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's literally just like flipping a switch, so. But I feel like the elevators, like, I know what you're talking about, like, if you're, like, fuse blows and, like, your microwave and, like, this, this, and that goes off, but I feel like the elevator is, like, an essential part of the building. Like, it's not their apartment. Like, they shouldn't have access to it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think that they were just trying to simplify it, but maybe... Maybe the idea of all of them having it in there is because it goes to all of their apartments. Like, in case something happens with the power, they all have access to it. I don't know. I feel like it's just, like, a part of the plot. Like, you always fucking tell me. So. (laughs) It just, it absolutely makes no sense. But they're screaming all of this when he's right there in the elevator. And then once he gets stuck, all of a sudden they're screaming to each other. They're screaming to Jake through the elevator. So it's like, could Jake not have heard, pull the circuit breaker to make the elevator stop? Like, did he just (laughs) not hear that? No, he's just hot and dumb. Like, he is the himbo. (laughs) He he is an absolute himbo. He, like, hears them screaming. He's like, oh, it's not about me. I'm just stuck in this elevator. That's all I know about. I don't know anything else. He's not charming enough to be a himbo. I'm anti-Jake. <laughs> he just know, play guitar, fly <laughs> plane, sing badly. Be blonde. And be stupid. <laughs> and be blonde. Yes. And then Jake is, like, so confused and the girls are just like, it's okay, it'll be working again soon. And then they just leave him there because they think that their master plan works and that he's going to be stuck forever. And then the phone rings and Spencer and his weird fucking headpiece wanders out (laughs) and he's like oh I'll get the phone that's ringing and then just absolutely trips and busts his shit over the fucking couch and falls on the floor and then he just lays there while it continuously rings. The the thing is is that that ending scene was like completely unnecessary. Like there was no reason for them to just throw out that Spencer had to like bust his ass on the floor but they were like you know what? Haha we're gonna make a joke about him hurting himself. (laughs) Like... (laughs) 
Poor dude. He's just trying to make his, finish his sculpture. But we get back to the iCarly set and now like they're all set up for the web show and everything. And Freddie asks the girls if Jake is trapped. <laughs> Sam says, yep, like a monkey in a box. <laughs> and Freddie goes, why would a monkey be in a box? And Sam, <laughs> Sam of course says, what do you think I am? Some kind of monkey expert? <laughs> and Freddie's like, but, and then just like, Cuts him off. <laughs> this banter is so cute. This enemies to lovers thing that they created truly wrecked my sense of romance. It ruined yes. it. Well, it's like they're already lovers. Like, they're still enemies, like, enemies. But at this point, they're really lovers. Like, they were t- they were speaking in unison. They're having this, like, funny little banter about monkeys. Like, it's just... They're in love, it's honestly. It's hot. It's hot and sexy, and it's honestly borderline pornographic. They should have cut this out. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Showtime is coming up. They gotta get their shit together. So they're like, what do we do? Because we have this whole time slot of Jake singing, so like, what are we supposed to do? So they decide that they're gonna improv. <laughs> Which, improv legends, I respect it. <laughs> I do improv. I do, they're like, yes and baby. What is the game? <laughs> sex with me. We're going to do it. Fill in the blank. I feel like I have to clarify this, but sex with me is an improv game. Okay. I was not soliciting sexual acts from anyone. Second City, Sam and Freddie are here. So, <laughs> they decide that part of the improv is that they're going to say something funny. And Sam goes, oh yeah, like Freddie's haircut. Which is, like, your typical, like, I'm flirting, but in, like, a mean way kind of a comment. And Freddie's like, I heard that. (laughs) And Sam goes, yeah, you were supposed to. (laughs) Like, it's so obvious that they're in love. Like, I was just thinking, like, she really only has this animosity towards him because he, like, loves Carly so much and she does not know how to, like, place that anger so it just comes up as hatred towards him well it's like jealousy Mm -hmm. where she's like well like why does he like her oh okay well he likes her so like it doesn't matter anyway so like I can just be mean and it doesn't matter but also like like in my weird twisted mind like when I was like this when I was younger I feel like this is like like when you can't communicate emotions effectively like, this is a way of being, like, oh, like, I noticed you, and I noticed changes about your life, and I don't know how to, like, communicate that I like you, but I will let you know that it's, like, oh, I noted you got a haircut because I pay attention to you. Oh, it's ugly. Haha. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, that's what I, that's what I was saying. It's, like, it's, like, that's clearly a comment that you would say to somebody that you're, like, trying to flirt with them mm-hmm. being like oh haha your haircut's so silly and it like goes back to like way back when and like the whole thing where they they teach you that like making fun of people is kind of a way to show that you're interested in them or like yeah. picking on them and stuff mm-hmm. so that's like exactly what this is we are also both mentally ill though and love <laughs> the enemies to lovers so like I do be saying this like full blown being like yeah it's so fucking obvious that they're madly in love and like that she's like flirting with him and I know that like so many people are going to be listening to this being like guys check yourselves in somewhere because this is insane. <laughs> I was like they literally hate each other. I was literally just going to be like Natalie you look so ugly today. <laughs> 
Your hair is so it's fine. Awful. We're already in a fight, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we already hate each other. <laughs> After this little flirting session from both <laughs> Sam, Freddie, and Cersei and I, <laughs> out of nowhere, Jake pries himself out of this fucking elevator. Everybody is just standing there completely shocked. <laughs> eye lips eye. Like, how the fuck did this fucking scrawny ass man get himself out of this elevator? Like, this is so dangerous. It's so dangerous. And Jake is, like, explaining this to them about how he, like, found this emergency door, like, squeezed through this emergency door, and then climbed out and, like, got himself out of the fucking elevator. And I know, I know Carly is standing there soaking wet. She's like, <laughs> yes, daddy. He climbed out of that elevator. He's so strong. Give me that. Let's rail as Carly, as Cersei be thinking about. (laughs) So I know I would be thinking that if I was her. So I know she's thinking that. I was just like, how the fuck did, he's literally like 14. How the fuck did he do this? And he's like a twig. He's literally like a twig. He's small. How did he do this? He's small. He's tall, but he's small. Yes. But. The whole reason why, this is very uwu, the whole reason why he wants to put his life at risk to get out of this elevator is because he doesn't want to disappoint his grandma. (laughs) His grandma went out and bought her first computer to watch him since she had never heard him sing before. And he says that she bought this computer instead of buying herself a new foot. Thank you, Dan Schneider, for the fucking foot comment for no reason. Like, there was no reason for this. There was no reason for her to for her to not have a second foot. And Sam, of course, being the rude-ass fucking bitch she is, she's like, so tell me what happened to the other foot. Like, she... This is like her second conversation with this man, and she's like, she's like, tell me about your grandma's medical issues. Um... So he tells them, because he's nice and a himbo, even though he says he doesn't like to talk about it, but (laughs) he says that she had a cat that she forgot to feed, and that's all she's, that's all he says. So it's like, did the, did the cat eat the foot? But then also, he was like, oh, she was saving up on getting a new foot, but then she decided that the computer was more important because of this. So it's right. like that commentary on saying that like you have to choose between healthcare and like yes. quote unquote luxury items like a computer which isn't actually a luxury because to have a job to get an education you have to have one you have to choose yeah. between that and healthcare like leftist legend like this is clear criticism of the United States healthcare system Dan Schneider said, let me have my foot fetish, but also <laughs> criticize the American healthcare system within the same two sentences. He was like, I'm gonna give the girlies something. I'm gonna give the girlies <laughs> a little something. I took a lot away from the girlies, but let me give them a little bit of something back. So, thanks, Danny boy, <laughs> for for that fucking great analogy Danny about the curse. <laughs> What do we what do we call him? Dan the Predator. Yeah, Dan the Predator. <laughs> Danny Boy the Predator. Oh no. <laughs> Sounds like a porn name. Ew. <laughs> so after the foot comment, 
There is six minutes until they go live. It is very important. For who? Six minutes. Who are they going live <laughs> for? The fans. <laughs> the fans. They are ready at their computers promptly. Six minutes ready to go. Get into the site. But the girls say that they're going to go check the lighting in the hallway. And they're like clearly fucking trying to get Freddie to like play along. Because they're trying to go talk shit about Jake. And because he's a man and doesn't understand, like, the cues that women have to each other, (laughs) he doesn't get the hint. So Sam literally fucking shoves Freddy into the hallway. And it's really funny because Freddy is trying so hard to, like, push back and give some resistance. And Sam literally just, like, fucking bulldozes him into the hallway. (laughs) So they're in the hallway talking shit, okay? And Carly is saying that, like, they have to let Jake sing because she doesn't want to disappoint Gammy one foot. (laughs) (laughs) And Sam is like, well, it would be worse if he did sing because then everybody's going to make fun of him since he's a pile of poo. And Carly, of course, has to chime in and say all the big pop stars can't sing anyway, so why does it matter since they all fix their voices with computers? And it's really weird to me because they don't actually say auto-tune at Mm -hmm. all. They're, like, insinuating it, and I'm like, I don't know why they wouldn't just say auto-tune. Like, I know it was early, but still, like, like, it's clearly what you're talking about. Sam, of course, has to, you know, give her a little dig at Freddy. <laughs> and she goes, well, it's too bad we don't know a computer geek who will do anything you ask. Like, the good little simp he is. And, of course, Freddy refuses to help because he doesn't want to turn Mr. Awesome <laughs> into Mr. Totally Awesome. I love Just- that. Like, that was so <laughs> genuinely funny. That was an SRS LOL from me. Yes, because it's like, okay. <laughs> it's like, love him a little harder, Freddie. Be a little bit gay. Yes. He's seriously, he's like, I'm going to make him totally awesome. <laughs> then I'll really be in love with him. <laughs> so Carly, of course, like begs and pleads for Freddie to help them. So Freddie finally is like, Okay, yeah, sure, let me use Carly's desperation to my advantage and ask if she would kiss him if he helped her. Like, this is so creepy, and I feel like men, like, lording their attraction to women over their heads, like, they literally view it as normal and be like, oh, if I do this for you, will you kiss me? And it's like, if a girl doesn't want to kiss you on her own volition... Why do you want to try to convince her to do it? Right. Well, it, like, goes back to the whole thing I was saying before, being, like, men view women as, like, a reward. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I did this nice thing for you, so reward me with what I want instead of you doing just whatever you want as a thank you or or not. Like, it's, like, why are you, like begging her to do this and like propositioning her to like kiss you Mm -hmm. like why is that like something that you want to do so carly of course is like hell fucking no so what does freddie do i mean obviously he's a gentleman (laughs) so he starts bargaining with her and he starts going just a little kiss on the lips she goes no how about on the cheek no 
How about on the nose? No. And then he's like, okay, fine, I'll do it. He literally, like, convinced himself. She did nothing. He was like, on the lips, no. On the cheek, no. On the nose, no. Okay, fine, I'll do it. Like. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's like, like, she didn't give in at all either. And you were just going to say yes the whole time, clearly. So why go through this whole thing of being a fucking weirdo? I mean, once again. If you were just going to do it anyway. Simp Nation, Population Freddy. But it's like, I mean, yes, he's he's being a simp because he's going to do it anyway, but he's being a fucking creep. Because he's like, let me see if I can get something out of it. Mm-hmm. It's gross. And it took her, like, four fucking times to say no before he finally got the hint that nothing was going to happen. Freddy, no means no. Literally, no yeah. means no. <sighs> Again, not all men, but definitely Freddy. <laughs> Three foot tall fucker in platform shoes. <laughs> uh, so now that Freddy's decided to help, <laughs> they start their web show, and the girls are saying that they have something special for their show today to their viewers. And Sam jokes and says that they're gonna start punching each other in the face. And Carly goes, "Yeah, the one with the last tooth wins." <laughs> And then they're like, haha, just kidding. It's live music. <laughs> it's like, why would you guys punch each other in the face? Like, why is that like your first fucking thought? Like, it, it's just so toxic. Like, we always say it's like, it's like that toxic friendship back then where you always joke about beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> and it's because you guys like genuinely fucking hate each other. Like, <laughs> oh, awkward. I thought this was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is something I would say. <laughs> Yeah, because you want to beat the shit out of people. (laughs) Because you're Sam and you're like, haha, beating the shit out of people is funny. (laughs) I mean, it is funny, but it's like, it's like, why is that? Why is that these like two girls first fucking thought? And it's not even like, oh, we're just gonna like, you know, scrap around. It's like, no, we're gonna punch each other in the face, like straight up square in the face. But so they introduce Jake after their little their little scrap. <laughs> he comes out looking fine as hell, saying that he's gonna perform his song called "Whatever My Love," which is a really weird n- name, but okay. And he dedicates the song, of course, to his Grammy and says, "Keep on hopping, Grandma," <laughs> which I don't even know what to say to that. But Jake is a little bit too camera ready, if you ask me. Like, he comes out, smile on, like, uh, hey everybody, how's it going? I'm Jake and I'm gonna sing a song for you. Like, he, it's a little too rehearsed, a little too good, not awkward enough. I think that this was his plan all along. He was like, yep. Carly Shea goes to this school, she has this web show. I want to be a pop sensation. I'm going to use her to sing on the show and achieve my dreams. Absolutely. He rehearsed it. He knew it. He was going in for the clout. Mm-hmm. He had practiced that line in the mirror so many times. Yes. He was ready to go. And him being He had like, a singing shirt. Yes! Who has a singing shirt? Apparently him. And he's yep. all like, oh, Grandma, keep on hopping on. Like, does this bitch <laughs> not have a fucking wheelchair or crutches or anything? She just hops around i thought you were about to say does this bitch not have a foot and i was about to be like yeah that's the whole fucking point like (laughs) 
I think this is another healthcare commentary. She can't fucking afford to have some crutches or some shit, a fucking wheelchair. She's missing a whole ass foot and the government won't provide for her. And she doesn't even have a computer. L- literally, oh this God. woman is suffering. Suffering. This is what our tax like somebody dollars please help should her. go for. <laughs> somebody please, we're going to start a GoFundMe for, for Jake Crandall's grandma to get her a foot and a computer. No one should be footless. Nobody should be footless, especially not Jake Crandall's grandma. <laughs> So, to impress his grandma, of course, he starts to sing, it's bad, obviously. And Freddie apparently is, like, auto-tuning it so that it sounds different to the viewers, which, I don't know, this man has figured out how to auto-tune live through a web stream. How? How? I, I don't know. I, like... I genuinely thought when I first watched this that it wasn't working and Freddie was just, like, fucking lying to them, mm-hmm. being like, yeah, I'm fixing it. Because we're, you hear it and he sounds like shit. But then Freddie, like, gives Carly a pair of headphones because she's like, uh, are you doing anything? Like, how the fuck does it sound? So Freddie, like, gives her the pair of headphones and then we finally hear, like, what it sounds like to all the Arc- iCarly viewers. And it sounds, like, amazing. And it's, like, a little too amazing and a little bit too crisp. Mm -hmm. And that's because Austin Butler actually sang a separate track, and they just played that. So, like, there was actually no auto-tuning. Like, the Mm -hmm. auto-tuned track is Austin Butler, like, actually singing. So, basically, what you're saying is Austin Butler has bars. Yeah, he has bars. That's so hot. It is hot. So, <laughs> He's like 14. We're know. like, that's so hot. <laughs> I mean, now he's not 14. <laughs> I know. I feel like we say like really out of pocket shit about these literal children. But I feel like it's different because like when we saw this for the first time, we were also children and now they are adults. Yeah. So it's like, I feel like I would never say this weird ass shit about like current child actors who are still children. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, I was, like, literally the same age as them growing up. Yeah, because you're old. So, like, I grew up, like, what, okay. <laughs> I grew up, like, <laughs> I grew up, like, watching them yeah. when we were, like, the same age. And then now I'm, like, okay, yeah, they're hot. Yeah, Period. because it's, like, you can remember what you felt when you were that age looking at them. And, like, that's yes. the lens you're looking through, you know? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, 14-year-old me would have been... <laughs> loving knowing the fact that Austin Butler here, Sir Jake Crandall, could sing on his own. But yeah, so that's why it, like, sounds, like, super crisp when she puts the headphones on, too. Like, Mm -hmm. it's because it's, like, a full-blown separate track. So, Freddie actually didn't figure out how to auto-tune in real life. (laughs) Freddie's a fraud. busted. A fraud. More myths busted today. And the cutest thing, we cut... To Spencer sitting with his plastered head still, of course, obviously, he has to sit for 12 hours. But he's sitting at his computer watching iCarly live. Aww, like, how cute is that? It's, it's so cute. Like, he's so supportive. <laughs> like, he's literally like, the he's, best. He's literally in the same house, but still giving them views. No, like, like, that's beautiful. I asked my brother if he would listen to this podcast, and you know what he said to me? What? He was like, um, 
I really don't know what iCarly is, so <laughs> I don't think I'd like it. And that was that was the end of the conversation. Haters. But also, I was kind of relieved because after I was like, yo, listen to my podcast, I was like, in the first 30 seconds of the first episode, I'm like, I had a sex dream about this guy. And as we said before, <laughs> my brother views me as a sexless, genderless blob. <laughs> so he doesn't need to hear that. He doesn't need to hear any of this. I'm kind of blessed he's apathetic. I think Spencer is also a sexless <coughs> vessel blob. No, he's pretty sexy to me. <laughs> yeah, I agree, actually. I agree. Has your brother listened to this podcast? I don't think so. Fuck your brother. What's his name? Chris. Fuck you, Chris. Don't be a hater. Such a hater. Hey. <laughs> hey, Chris, if you're listening. <laughs> Shout out to you. i related. Chris. Fuck you, Chris. Support you don't even sister. know him. I know his name is Chris. Your brother doesn't support you either, so yeah, shut up. Yeah, well, my brother's, like, literally 30. Of course, he doesn't know what the fuck iCarly is. Your brother's younger. He knows what iCarly is. Does he? He does. Chris, I know you know what iCarly is. <laughs> Moving on. Spencer gets a little thirsty, you know, because he's working hard being a supportive brother and all. And he wants to drink his punch from his little glass that he has next to the computer, but, of course, instead, because he's a weirdo and quirky, he puts it into the fishbowl and inhales <laughs> the fish, and it, like, <sniffs> slurps up. Mm-mm. Slurps it all up. Mm-mm. And the only comment that this man says <laughs> is, what flavor pu- punch did I buy? Like, it's literally just that Doja Cat audio that's like, I didn't even notice. I didn't even notice. Like, sir, you literally ate a fish. You ate your pet fish. You literally ate a solid fish. Didn't even notice. I swallowed a whole fish and didn't even notice. You guys, Natalie Music's career. Natalie. Natalie's music career is starting tomorrow. No, it's starting today. Right now. Universal just signed her. <laughs> yep. So anyway, after that scrumptious snack, we're back to the <laughs> iCarly show. <laughs> and Jake obviously is still singing. Carly is so fucking happy that this shit is working. Freddie's magic is working. And it sounds amazing. So she grabs Freddie's face and is like, give me that nose. And kisses him on the nose. Which is weird because he also like tried to bargain with you about doing this (laughs) and you're giving him what he wanted and of course Jake has to see it like he you see him kind of notice it in the corner and he's like okay and he kind of just like keeps singing but he's got like a little bit of attitude down (laughs) but the show must go on Mm -hmm. and show must go on to granny (laughs) we get to see granny at her little computer her first computer ever she's clapping screaming Yes, yes, that's my grandson. That's my Jakey. And then she fucking stands up and literally just boop, falls over like a whole ass fucking log. Like, <laughs> is this ableist? Like, I feel like this is just doggy on her for not having a foot. Absolutely. And again, like, why, why, why is she in her own home standing up if she knows that she can't balance herself? Because they said 
They said disabilities are funny and we're gonna laugh. Yeah, I mean, they did. I was gonna be like, does she have, like, life alert? Like, does anybody, <laughs> can anybody help her? Is she just stuck on the ground? Like, poor Granny, she just wants to see fucking her little Jakey sing. And now she's, like, stuck on the floor. SMH. It's tragic. Tragic. Um, unrelated, but related. <laughs> When I was doing some research for, like, the podcast for this episode, I found this, like, random fun fact that Grandma's house here is actually the same set as Jade's house in Victorious. That's a fun fact if I ever heard one. I have a question for you. I thought it was pretty fun. What's up? You know how everyone says that the, like, bisexual, like, indicator is that you had a crush on Jade and Beck? Well... My, I'm bisexual, we think, so far at least, unconfirmed, but mine- <laughs> To be determined. <laughs> mine was that I had a crush on Robbie and Kat, not Jade and Beck. Oh. Agree or disagree? Well, so I watched a little bit of Victorious, but I wasn't a huge fan of Victorious mm-hmm. because that was like a little- you know, because I'm older than you and all. Well, in so. in your defense, it was after my time, but I got um I got cable like when I was in my later teens, and I fully knew that like Disney Channel was past me, but I was sort of like and Nickelodeon and shit like that. I was sort of like yeah. reliving that childhood experience of being able to watch these shows like later in life because I didn't get to do it when I was younger because. I only got cable for the first time, like, in my later teens. So I was definitely too old for it at this point, but I was still watching it because I was trying to, like, capture a little bit of youth that I thought I lost. Now I feel you. I mean, I wish I was, like, a full-blown, like, victorious stan. I was not. I have been meaning to rewatch that, too. Well, I guess not rewatch since I never really watched it. I rewatched Victorious. <laughs> New podcast, guys. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, so I had my bisexual awakening with other things, so not them. So I can't answer your question. This definitely wasn't my awakening. It was just, like, a crush I felt. But if you didn't watch it, it probably wouldn't relate. I think my bisexual awakening would have been... It wouldn't have been through media. It definitely would have been in, like, real life. But if I had to pinpoint it to a piece of media, it would have been Transformers. With friggin' with, um... Shia LaBeouf and Megan Megan Fox. Fox. Yes. I agree. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. I remember. Yeah, that's a good one. I remember walking out of that movie, and all my <laughs> both of my friends were that I went with were talking about Shia LaBeouf, and I was. Like, <laughs> She's so hot in that movie. It's not fair. I remember being like, like panic, panic. <laughs> both of them were talking about Shia LaBeouf. and I was just like, he was kind of sweaty and gross the whole time, and in my head, I was just like, I was like. I was focused ah, on the entire time. Gay panic. <laughs> Mine was absolutely Velma. Velma, oh. 100%. I literally like that movie. Like, it's like the first thing I can think of. Like, she came down in that latex outfit, and I was like, I like women. I was like, no, this is it. I was like, oh shit. I, like, loved that movie. Velma just reminds me of my mom. Like, Velma is my mom. No. So I can't, I can't relate. <laughs> well, it was that, like, issue where we were talking about before where it was like, do I want to be her or do I yes. want to be with her? Because it was, like, the glasses, yes. like, chic, you know, where I was, like, kind of nerdy and stuff, too. And I was like, 
Hey. I think it's so funny that you identify with Velma because I'm 100% a Daphne. Like, a thousand percent. And they were supposed to be gay in the movie, so. Oh, coulda, shoulda, woulda. That could be us. Well, if they ever recast a live version, we're here. <laughs> we're here and we're queer. We're ready. We're here and we're queer and we're ready for an actual love interest between Daphne and Velma. <laughs> Now that the web show's over and Jake has his fame, we're back at the school <laughs> and Carly and Sam are walking into the school and Sam goes, ugh, I hate mornings. Why can't school start at 2 p.m.? And this is the same line that started the episode. Yes. And I thought it was weird because, well, I was going to say the line in the last episode is weird. And I was going to say that you were shitting on me the last episode, that it's just, like, a coincidence, and that it wasn't a callback, and here it is, another episode, again, them doing this, so I'm telling you it's not a fucking coincidence, and I'm telling you that I'm noticing something that they're doing, well, I so think we'll see this if they one, keep doing it. I think this one is definitely a callback. So was the other one. The other one was so obviously a callback because it was like Carly, like the whole point is Spencer was imitating Carly and Carly at the beginning of the episode is like weird and Spencer says it the same exact way. Okay. It's the same thing. Okay. I'm telling you. Okay, you're telling because... me. I'm listening. <sighs> Guys, I think we're in a fight. We're not in a fight. I'm listening. You're telling me. I love it. She's literally, like, she has a gun to my head in the Zoom chat right now, and she's telling me that if I don't move on from this conversation, she's gonna shoot me. I I, I think you, you're, like, projecting shit onto me, because I'm not, like, I'm not upset. Like, I love it. Guys, she's literally holding me hostage. She's texting me saying that I'm the worst person ever. Y'all... I mean, I can't say, I can't say she's lying because no one would believe me, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm vibing. <laughs> it's not true, guys. Don't believe her. The rumors are not true. Myth busted. She is not vibing. She's holding me hostage. So, before she kills me, we're gonna move on. Um, now that we have the little callback that we've established as a callback, <laughs> we see Jake and his ex making out in the hallway, which is fucking weird. All those people who did that in high school disgusting yeah they were so weird i didn't wish that i had a boyfriend in high school to do this with uh gross (laughs) like i had boyfriends in high school but we didn't make out in the fucking hallway sorry i was too busy getting gaslit by men (laughs) i was just gonna say maybe that's me being gay because i hate pda so (laughs) like (laughs) that's possible either way Jake and his ex are making out at their locker, and of course Carly and Sam see it. Carly is depressed as fuck. She's, like, freaking the fuck out. (laughs) I'm just, like, also, I just love the fact that Sam's consolation to her is saying, sorry, kiddo. (laughs) Like, is Carly literally, like, five years old, and Sam's, like, ancient? Yes. Sorry, kiddo. Yeah. Sam is actually her parental figure. (laughs) Sam and Spencer are in a civil union raising Carly. (laughs) That would be some fucking shit. Oh my god. So Carly decides to go over and talk to Jake. And 
the same group of girls that were freaking out, like, at the beginning of the episode come out of nowhere and interrupt this conversation. And then they're, like, telling Jake how well he sang on the web show and how they're, like, call me. And it's, like, Miss Girl, he was not interested in you before. He is definitely not interested in you now. Like, he's famous. (laughs) He's got lots of girls checking in on him. Like, y'all little fangirls don't mean anything to him now. I just... But do you remember acting like this around boys? Because I do remember acting like this around boys. Oh, absolutely. Why? Where you're just like, like you're so obsessed with them. Yes. I wish I could feel this again. It was erotic. It was exciting. (laughs) It It was was riveting. It it truly added spice to your life. And now, like, when I'm interested in, like, a guy, it's like I have to force myself to pretend to be excited. I'm like... Yeah. Oh, I should be excited. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) So Carly's lovely response to these girls is just nice. She's so fucking defeated. She's so defeated. Colon parentheses. Smile. Literally. She's like standing there like literally tears holding them back. That she just lost this man. And she's just like. Nice. (laughs) And of course she has to bring up about how she literally just watched him and his ex make out in the hallway. Which I would fucking never. Like that is like, that is like a level where you're clearly showing that you have this crush Mm -hmm. and that you're acknowledging that like you're jealous Mm -hmm. and that like what's going on and it's like clearly he doesn't feel the same way about you so why would you even bring it up yeah I would never I could never I no like I kudos to you Miss Miranda Cosgrove but no not me I would literally rather pretend that I've never met this man in my life yes if I saw that ever it would be like a race from my memory I don't know him yes Okay, move on. Goodbye. I think that's what like, we call a trauma response. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we are mentally ill. So <laughs> Severely. <laughs> it makes sense. So, <laughs> Jake is saying how his ex watched the show, obviously, because they have millions of fucking viewers. <laughs> like, just like and us. Just like us. Yeah, just like us. And she loved it. Loved the performance, everything. So obviously she has to get back with him because he's on his track to be a pop star. Mm -mm. So she's got to get in early. So they're like back together now. And he's like, but it's totally fine. Like it all worked out because now I don't have to get in between you and Freddie. And Carly's like, "Mm, huh? Like (laughs) we aren't dating. Like what the fuck? Like nothing. Like why would you think that? And he's like, uh, yeah, like, I'm not stupid. Like, I saw you kiss his nose. Like, I saw that. And she's like, well, we aren't dating. And Jake is like, okay, anyway, (laughs) bye. Thanks for the free clout. Like, time to go start my pop star career. Like, have fun dating the fucking tech nerd. Carly is like screaming into the abyss because he fucking left like already. He's gone. He, she is screaming. She's like, it was just a nose kiss. 
It was strictly nasal. (laughs) I think this is sexual because nasal sounds like anal. And that's like something that like, you know, those Christian girls that want to be virgins but don't want to be virgins, they'll do anal because they're like, oh, it doesn't count. This is that version of it. It doesn't count as a kiss because it was nasal. Oh, it doesn't count as fucking because it was anal. This is literally the equivalent of that. (laughs) Tell me I'm wrong. Okay. Listen. I was going to say again, your mind is in the gutter because I did not equate this to doing anal. But when you put it that way, Mm -hmm. when you put it that way, (laughs) where anal to sex is to nose kiss to kiss. Yes. You're making points. I'm making points. (laughs) So maybe sexual innuendo number four, maybe. Three and a half? (laughs) I think definitely number four. Who says it was strictly nasal? Who says that? Carly. Because it was strictly nasal. Who says nasal? It sounds like anal. She knew what she was doing. No, Dan Schneider knew what he was doing. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Agree. On that note, Dan Schneider, thank you for not giving us feet in this fucking post credit scene. Thank you. It's the least that you can do for us. Instead, we have this girl fucking standing in the camera and moving closer and farther away from the camera, just crossing her eyes and, like, moving one and then moving the other and then, like, just zooming in to them. And I fucking hated it. I hated every single second of it. Like, I hate when people do shit like that to their eyes, like, when they, like, flip their eyelids, like, when they, like... I hate it. Are you serious? Yeah, it grosses me out. Oh my god, I cannot flip my eyelids, but I always wanted to be able to, and I would practice so hard, and I could never no. do it. And this Pennywise shit that she does with her eyelids, the second I saw the It movies, I would go in the mirror and be like, okay, how do I do that? And, like, I could never figure out how to do it. No, y'all y'all are gonna end up with, like, a lazy eye. Like, that is no. Wait, am I doing it right now? Look. <laughs> Am I doing it? No. No? What am I? No, you're just moving both eyes. (laughs) Guys, she literally just looked at me straight into the camera. (laughs) She didn't even move her eyes at all. (laughs) I don't know how to describe it. It really felt like I was doing it. (laughs) You weren't. You definitely, you were doing something and it definitely was not that. Well, anyway, Austin Butler, 10 out of 10. I mean... I can't believe he graced us with his presence on iCarly. He's so famous for being Vanessa Hudgens' boyfriend. (laughs) I mean, this was truly, it it was a bit. I think this was a bit. This was him cosplaying as an actor. I was going to say, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, he might be the reason why I love himbos. (laughs) He might be the first himbo that I loved. That's a lot. Mine was Binky. I feel like he didn't have the charm. He wasn't charming. He was kind of a dick. (laughs) He was like corny because he doesn't have any other thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Freddy the cock block. That's all I have to say. Freddy was trying to cock block. Always. He's always trying to cock block. I also just want to say thanks Dan Schneider, kind of. (laughs) While there weren't any fucking explicit foot shots this episode there were so many foot references that it was still really inappropriate like we get it dude we get it you're a fucking foot fetish guy like it's just 
Come on. He will. Why? He will not let us forget it. He won't. No. And that. He just has to victimize people <laughs> every single fucking episode in some way. And it's like, please stop for the love of fucking God. Stop. I, I have this fantasy where this podcast gets big and we get invited to be on the set of the iCarly reboot. But that will literally never happen because we shit talk the creator of iCarly <laughs> so bad. As we should. We should. iCarly, invite us to the set. It's what we deserve. I think that brings us to the pod babe of the week. Yay. Mari Chat Supremacy with two Ys. She made a whole fucking playlist for our podcast and left us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Queen. And sent us a pic of Miranda Cosgrove holding a bowl of spaghetti. She is a true MVP, and we appreciate our listeners so fucking much. We love you. Thank you so much, Mari Chat Supremacy. You're a fucking real one. We love you. We hope you're enjoying the pod. And if you want to be the pod babe of the week, Leave a review on Apple Podcasts and send us a screenshot of it, and you might be next week's Pod Babe of the Week. Thanks. We love you guys. Don't forget to subscribe and rate and review, and let us know what you guys think. If you guys want us to do anything in particular, let us know. Uh-huh. You can head to iRewatchAtCarly.com and send something into our contact section or DM us on Instagram or Twitter. Thank you guys so much. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye. Bye. I'm Cersei. You can find me on Twitter at Tequila Thought. Thought is spelled T-H-O-T. You can find me on Instagram at Cersei.mp3. That's C-I-R-C-E dot M-P-3. You can find me on TikTok at Fuckass. That's F-U-K-K-A-S-S. And her website. Oh, my website. And you can visit my website, officialcersei.com, for everything I've been working on. My name is Natalie. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Natalie R. Collins and on TikTok at The Real Catalie. Catalie is spelled C A T A L I E. Disclaimer All views discussed in this podcast are opinions for the purpose of comedy, which includes but is not limited to satire, parody, and critique, and are not meant to represent fact of any of the individuals or involved parties discussed.